Testing, testing, testing. Blah, 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 blah. Ready, set, go. It's time for the Coach Amy and Coach Liz Show. A podcast for endurance athletes by two athletes, two coaches, and a physical therapist. We are your hosts, Coach Amy and Coach Liz. Coming to you from Kansas, Kansas City. City. Okay, so we are going to hop on and do a quick podcast about heat versus ice, which is definitely a topic that I, it's a little bit confusing. There's a what? lot of information out there about it. Ask the question. Well, which is better? Is that the question? Heat or ice. <laughs> which is better, heat or ice? When so, are we supposed to use each? Okay, so... A long time ago, it used to be ice, ice, ice. Like, like if you're injured, ice, no matter mm-hmm. what. And it was coined, the, the term was coined along with rice. Rest, ice, compression, and elevation yeah. to treat an injury. And over the years, what we've discovered um, in terms of treatment of injury is that that is best used, ice is best used in the first 24 hours of an injury. Okay. So think like courtside or, you know, your immediate ankle sprain type thing. And then this, of course, does not apply to post-surgical stuff. So post-surgical, yeah. you're following what your doctor says. You're wearing those beautiful white tet hose, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, you're you're trying to prevent blood clots. It's a totally different thing. Okay. But with all our other injuries, once it becomes chronic, which is, you know, two to three days into the injury, I guess it's not technically chronic pain, but it you're past that acute initial stage. We no longer ice. And the reason is because... Ice prevents blood flow. It stops blood flow. So it just kind of shuts things down. Uh, And at that point in the injury, that is not what we want. Mm -hmm. We want blood flow. We want lymph flow. We want all that edema. And when you have an injury, your body secretes a bunch of chemicals, biochemicals, natural chemicals, to an area to treat that injury. But we only need those specific ones very early on in the injury stage. After that, we need that shooshed out of there. We need to get it out of the area and we need to bring in all the the healing nutrients to the area and if we use ice we're kind of shutting that down we're shutting that process down so instead we should be using uh heat and moist heat is the kind of heat that penetrates a little bit deeper and everyone asks me well what's moist heat how do i get moist heat yeah you know um it's not going to be with your electric um heating pad Okay, but that is a good alternative if you're not going to use anything. But if you're not going to use anything else, but you know, in the in your local pharmacy, you can find those um, heating pads that you stick into a microwave, mm. and those are the ones that have some moisture. They might you might have rice inside, they might have beans inside. Uh, the other option, and one of my favorites, is an Epsom salt soak. Or mm. if you, if you don't want to use Epsom salts, that's totally fine too. It's probably just being surrounded by that moist hot water that is the most penetrating but i believe those epsom salts magnesium sulfates help um circumstantially i guess we know that it helps so um yeah 20 minute soak in that is going to be better for your injury than continuing on with the ice and what about heat ice like alternating alternating that can be really good for somebody who is having a lot of edema and swelling and we need to kind of pump it out but again once we get to a certain stage of the injury two to three day you know 20 or 48 72 hours we can we can get that we can manage that with just some gentle passive range of motion or active range of motion to help an elevation helping get that um pumping back out and using moist heat instead of instead of the ice. Um, and another time when ice can be very helpful is just you're in 
enough pain that you just need to numb the area for just a little bit to um, kind of get through it. And maybe you don't want to take, you know, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories <clears throat> like uh, or top Tylenol for the pain and you want to try to do it a little bit more naturally and you just need to numb the area um, and you know that's okay but just know that you are paying a little bit of a price you're just kind of slowing down the process of um, of healing for just a, just a hot second but sometimes that's that's definitely going to be better like oh I just need to calm this pain down that's going to be better than taking the uh, medications now what about like a post-workout recovery so like your hard workout. Mm-hmm. I know where this is going. Uh, <laughs> Tell me what you're thinking. Like, like, give me an example. Well, I mean, you know, people sometimes they want to go into ice baths. And like, I mean, you hear that that's like, you know, you get in, you get in the ice bath and it really helps that, that recovery. What are your thoughts? Okay. So there's research to support that ice or the cold therapy or the Um, cryotherapy, it reduces your ability to adapt to the training load. So you're doing all of this training, but on the molecular level, you're decreasing your ability to build muscle mass, hypertrophy, and strength. So yikes! You know, you're going to just undo what you just worked so hard to do. So getting into the ice bath is not... It is not, not recommended. And these like cryotherapy centers, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know, you know, the whole centers for like going and for your injury or your sore muscles or your achy joints, especially if you're trying to train and you're trying to make adaptations to that training, it's going to reduce your ability to do that. I think that there's better ways to deal with that, like preventing the delayed onset muscle sores, because that's probably what you're trying to do with the ice bath, right? It's like, oh gosh, I just don't want to be as sore or I want to, it's not going to speed up the healing process for you because, you know, say you've run a 15 mile run. For example, there's micro tearing going on in those muscles. There just is. That's part of the process. You're breaking down to build back up. But if we ice that, we're going to stop the blood flow that we need. What would be better? Walk. Dynamic activities. Easy spin. Easy swim. Movement is going to be better. Sitting on the couch? Not great. (laughs) Even though that's probably what you feel like you want to do. Just lay there. Hydration. Best. You know, so we're talking hydration, gentle movement, not laying there. That's going to be better than soaking in that ice bath. What about using like a hot tub after? Because after really long workouts, I do go sit in the hot tub and I feel like I do you can. you feel like it helps you? I feel like it helps me enormously. Like if I get in there, I just feel like my, you know, because sometimes you're hobbling pretty good after a long workout. It's been, you know, you're pretty torn down and you're stiff and I feel like if I get in there and I sit and just kind of gently move my joints around when I get back it has like helped move that stuff I don't know if it's good or if it's bad well okay so what's interesting is that you're in there moving right I do just just mentioned that you were kind of like moving the joints around so how long are you in the hot tub oh I mean I would it kind of depends on how cold it was outside but I would say probably 10 to 20 minutes okay okay so research there's a lot of reach or there's some research to support that heat delays post-workout heart rate recovery. So what does that mean? It means that we can't bring down our heart rate adequately um, if we are going straight into the hot tub afterwards. Um, and we don't want that. We don't want to delay our recovery um, on a cardiovascular level. But there is some, if you think about this, if you are doing a really hot, 
you know, you're going to be racing in, in hot conditions for a marathon or, you know, triathlon, you are running in the heat of the day. Absolutely. So there, you know, it, it's not inconceivable that you might then train by going into a hot tub afterwards so that you can start to help with the heat Absolutely. adaptation. Yeah. I will have athletes do like a, it's like a 10 day heat protocol Ooh, that helps athletes adapt um, for the heat when they're going to be going to race in heat, especially if they're coming from a colder climate in Kansas and we have some of those early spring races and they're going to go race places. It's very, yeah, it is specific. And there are, you know, it's a little different if you're just going to go use like um, a steam room or a hot tub without having worked out before versus if you go and use like a hot tub or a steam room right after you've worked out. And it has to do with because after you've worked out, your core temperature is already up a little mm-hmm. bit and so then you're going to go into the heat to help get some of those heat adaptations but it's pretty specific in terms of like how long you do it for and i think it's that you stop 10 days before your race don't quote me on that we um stacy sims has a great um heat adaptive protocol that we use um and it's been pretty effective and really. we can we can outline that in our show notes yeah, too we'll for, for more detail yeah um but yes i wouldn't recommend over 15 to 20 minutes in a hot tub regardless yeah. of what you're doing just just from this protocol of yeah just your cardiovascular health anyways yeah. and this is different i mean we were talking about like using a hot tub as recovery versus we it's very specific when you're using it for a heat for tra- protocol for training yeah different maybe and stuff. maybe we just put that in a separate podcast as yeah. well so but it, this isn't in terms of recovery it may not be what you exactly is the best for you very different reasons what do you think what do you guys do we'd love to hear your feedback in the comments do you ice do you heat Thanks so much for listening. And remember, we We are are in this together. together. Until next time.